Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 147 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. We back. What's up, brother? We back. We are back. And we have a lot of shit to talk about. We are back, and I'm excited about it, man. We got a packed show tonight. I'll pack you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a throwback. I think it was like episode 55 or something like that. I know. 55. I know, man. We've been through a lot, man. Damn. What is this? Episode 147, you said? Yeah, I just said it. That's kind of crazy. That's a reflection period, bro. Almost two. At 150, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a day when I'm gonna reflect. That's the best that's the best best, best way to do it. You have to. Subtle have reminders to. are key. You gotta sit back and just think about all the memories we made and how we could progress forward and make our show a little bit better. It's always about improving, right? Learning, growing, and improving. That's it, man. That's it. So anyway, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, let's get off of that and let's get right into it because we have a lot of shit to talk about. And I can't wait to talk about it. Like all right. It. So we're gonna start off with the NBA. Um, John Morant gets suspended for two games by the Grizzlies, and he's now out indefinitely. For flashing a gun in a strip club in Denver with no shirt on, uh, on his oh, and he went live on Instagram. Excuse me, you want to take this one or or? Yeah, I, I mean, I I think the guy's overly he's he's obviously stupid as hell. Um, but the good thing is he's he, he stepped away from the game to get some help. It looks like um, I respect that, you know, because I don't. At the end of the day, well, look, I I know he made a mistake and every and everything, but at least he owned up to the mistake. He's willing to take some time away to kind of, figure, kind of like check out his circle, his inner circle, make sure that, you know, they're telling the right things. But yeah, no, I, I actually, I respect it, man. I respect his, uh, his treatment, honestly, afterwards. I do. I, I, I've absolutely. Nick, what are we doing here? Uh, well, what I'm doing is I'm giving, some, I'm giving the man, the man credit, dude. He's a young kid yeah. who made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and agreed. And, and the thing is though, the mistake is kind of stupid as hell. Because the report came out that uh, he had a 17 year old boy, and he and he put a gun up. He, he what do you, what do you put a gun up to he, his head or he something? Punched like that, him or, and beat him up, and then walked outside with a gun. What a gun! Wrist. Yeah. So, <laughs> so after that report came out, he goes on Instagram Live, and then there's a gun showing in his Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> you want to talk about um, completely telling yourself? There you go, dude. So that was stupid. But the overall treatment of it. I respect it. So here's my thing. 
I have an issue, obviously, with flashing the gun because that's just stupidity and there's no need to do that. I have a problem with the apology because you know what he did? Go ahead. He insulted the entire mental health community because this is what athletes do. They make a dumb mistake and then you know what it is? They're stepping away to reflect and become a better overall person and be the best version of themselves. So let me get this straight. You go on Instagram after you lose your game. You go on Instagram live, take your shirt off in a strip club, flash your fucking pistol like you're 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 all that, and you know you you nobody wants to pull up on you. But then when you do that dumb thing and you get caught and you put yourself in that situation, you could turn around and say you're stepping away to get yourself better and for your and to better your overall being. Explain to me how those two go together because one and one does not equal two. You do not flash a gun on Instagram and it's because of your mental health and your overall well-being. And that is my issue with the mental health stuff is that if you're going to say you have mental health problems, mean it. Don't just say it because now everybody can say, well, he's going through a lot, man. He's young and has and has millions. What about the people that are young and don't have any money? I don't I like I just I don't understand it. I get it. Is, did he make a mistake? Yes. Can he learn from it? I don't know. From the looks of it. No, he's had three issues in three weeks. So this is a mental health issue. You're saying he, what? Why does he need to better himself as an overall human being? Because he went on Instagram live and, and flashed the gun. Well, I, I mean, I agree with it, though. Because he he should step away. He should step away. He should and step away. Evaluate but, his his the way he's moving. He's got to do that. But it's not to to better his overall well being. Yes, That's saying that his well being is no no. It is to better his overall well being. You want to know why? Because he's on the verge of a two hundred million dollar contract. So he doesn't want to hurt him for, for for himself. So the best thing to do is to step away, get some proper help, talk to the right people, and and move different. But what does he have to What does he have to talk to them about? I mean, it should be common sense. Yeah, you get it, should, for that. it should be common sense. Here's the thing. If you need a therapist to tell you not to go on Instagram live and show your pistol, then you are a fucking idiot. Bro, common sense isn't just common anymore, bro. It's, it's not. But Nick, that but there's no, but Nick, there's not even a way around this, bro. He did that. It's like he's not, he didn't go on Instagram live and flash his gun and beat up a 17-year-old because he's depressed and is going through things. He's doing that because he's trying to portray an image that people don't see. Okay, so I see it differently, dude. I I, I see it. I, I don't see it in the way you're talking about it. I see it in the way that he's trying to reevaluate how he is moving. I'm not talking about his mental health or anything like that. I think he just really has to figure out a way. Who, who he's around, his influences, shit like that, bro. When you are worth $200 million, absolutely you have to reevaluate things. Hell, I would too. I, I'm not I'm not disputing that. I understand that. Yeah, I, I get it. So, I, and, so, and kids, so that's my that, that when I look at this situation, that's exactly how I see it. And I'm not I'm not gonna like give him a pass for having a gun. He's a fucking idiot for that. Nick, here's this here's the quote. I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. The whole beginning of that was great. The last sentence is bullshit, and he's blaming mental health no. and using it as a crutch like every athlete does when they make a dumb decision. That's exactly right. It's bullshit. He... I, I agree. Everything you said, I agree. However, he didn't write that. His agent did. Doesn't matter. It's still under his name. Well, it's I, I, I so agree. His agent. But it's also to cover up his his wrongdoing. Yeah, because he's worth two hundred million dollars, and his agent's going to cover his ass any way he can. But you know what would have been the right thing to say? 
Uh, he could have said, I'm sorry, my teammates, my family, my coaches, I need to make better decisions and look at the influences that are around me. Okay. If he says that and doesn't go to my stress, because here's the thing, I'm very stressed. I've never gone on Instagram live. Now I don't have a gun, but I've never gone on Instagram live with a gun and went like this. <laughs> What's up, man? And rap. Well, what does that have to do with stress and well-being? You're stressed out and you're in a strip club. Who's ever been stressed out in a strip club? <laughs> Look, bro, I get it. I get it. What I am saying is, I I think I'm 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 looking at it differently, dude. I, I understand the quote. I understand that it looks like it's about mental health, and it, it it does. I mean, word for word, the last couple sentences, it reads mental health. But I I I think it was wordly. I think it was worded poorly. Per, like personally, I like based on the events, based on everything that's happened, based on his situation coming up in terms of the max contract, it, it makes sense to me for him to walk away and kind of reevaluate. I do things. think that's the best. I don't thing. think it's the mental health thing. Uh, it, and and if if he was trying to paint that, then he's wrong by that because that is not that's probably not the case. I don't think he's as stressed as as, as he looks. I mean, when he, when he plays on the court, he don't look stressed. When he, he was like in that strip club, fun. he looked happy as he's hell. He's having a good time. But it also kind of brings me back to um, that one game where uh, I forget who hit a three, and then John Moran did like the bow bow. Thing. Yeah, he he you know fake shoot somebody. Yeah. I think it was uh, an opponent. Of an, of Probably, team. yeah. It, it was actually recent, though. It happened like maybe, like maybe a game or two before his or before he walked away. So it does bring me back to that. So I think a lot of it is immaturity issues, and I think he wants to get out of the spotlight. So for him to do that and to cover his image, that's the best way to do it. And I, I, I think the the quote is just just worded poorly, honestly. And here's the thing: I, I agree with you. I think that the best thing is for him to step away and talk to his dad sure. or or his whoever his influencers are and things like that. And if you want to talk to a therapist to help you make better decisions and navigate, you know, the stress of fame and things like that, I get it. But to blame the video on that, I just think is a shot at what's really going on with people. And that's why a lot of people question and are skeptics about it because i said it's almost like now whenever somebody's going through something it's like a fad they love to talk about it and it's just like okay i get it we can talk about it but when you use it as a crutch for situations that don't that don't need it that's where i have a problem with it and that needs to be called out because there are people i know people that are going through serious things but they're not making decisions like that well, look, uh, money changes people, brother. It does. Uh, well, when you're rich like, like that. Look, let's have money a brings out. Let's have a, let's have a real conversation about kids and and money like this. Okay. When you are twenty something years old, young twenties, 23, 22 years old, mm -hmm. you got millions, right? Yep. And you've been through a lot of shit in your life, and you've never seen that kind of money. You're gonna act a little differently, bro. Uh, here's and, the thing, and, and and I feel like that's a lot of the athletes today. They 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 feel like they're privileged enough to do things that a regular citizens can't do because of their money. But and also, a lot of these kids they grew up into fame and shit like that. Like they have a gifted talent. I mean, shout out to them. But also, they don't actually know who they actually deeply are. Then why did Tom Brady pull out a gun in an interview? Yeah, he had money. That's different. Why? Because because Brady has never been in that type of culture. Yeah, you're saying like the upbringing? exactly. It's the culture. It's it's a it's a it's a yeah. culture thing. Yeah. yeah, and I totally agree with you, Phil. It's a definitely a culture thing. I don't think Brady is the kind of type to to do that. That's just not that's not his culture or where he comes from. So here's the thing, though. My thing is though is when you look at it, I just feel like. Am I right about that though? What? I mean, like, I think a lot of yes, uh, but it's money and like, dude, these kids, they're they're kids, bro. I understand that, but here's the thing: with me, with money, money does change people. But to me, money doesn't money doesn't change who you are. It brings out 
what you really are because you have people that like if you have a bunch of like if i made five million dollars right i'm thinking right in my head now i'm paying off my house i'm paying off my brother's house i'm paying off my mom's house i'm already thinking of the good i'm going to be doing you know oh i'm going to start donating i'm going to sponsor a family from uh you know from a poor country i'm going to do things like that with my money and do well with it other people get it and they're blowing it everywhere so i don't money does change you but i think truly deep down money just brings out who you truly are morals right. morals but you're speaking as a 30 year old and above yeah type of dude yeah you're like in around 30 years old you're more mature you you know what you want in life you like you you went through the struggles in the 20s and shit like that like that's where you know in the 20s you, you party a lot you, get, you have yeah. fun but you're speaking as a 30 year old imagine a 22 year old kid who's on the brink of a 200 million dollar contract has a lot of money has a lot of fame he's all over espn he's all over the highlights he's 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 hanging out with superstars hanging out with rappers hanging out with all all that stuff that is going to bring you like that's going to inflate your ego a lot more and you don't really really know yourself at that age more or less a lot of people don't so i think that's where the a lot of mistakes come from yep a lot you're not thinking properly because you think you're on top of the world and you think you you own shit especially at that age i mean when i was 20 something years old dude i was making a lot of mistakes a lot of stupid shit that i wouldn't do today why because i'm speaking as a 30 year old as opposed to i was at 21 and 22 you you grow a lot in your 20s but like it's it just it's just to me it's a maturity factor that's all yeah. it is and i agree and i think it's a great point to be honest because that's you know it's it's relative and it's it's true i'm speaking from a 30 year old yeah. perspective as opposed to 23 but to me it's just like there are not every mistake is created equal and there's the, different magnitudes to different mistakes. yeah so like and it's just like you know when you when i see something like that it's just like okay and here's the thing i like john morant the basketball player i think he's awesome i love watching him i just i got so turned off and so triggered if you couldn't tell by the last line of i need to manage my stress and my overall well-being because in a sense it's getting a pass Exactly what it is. That's, and that's what I don't like because it's like, all right, bro, you need to own that because if he's not, if he's not owning it, he's never going to get better. You don't learn from your mistakes until you own them and say, all right, look, I really fucked up. I need to get better. Right. But that's his agent covering his ass. That's, I hope, that's, look, here's the thing. Really, I hope he turns around. He I don't want anything that. to happen. You think he wrote that? Actually, I did. Really? I really did, to be honest. They don't and here's write the thing. any of that shit, If that, bro, if that really, does. if that really was his agent, his agent should be fired because his agent shouldn't blame it on that. Well, his agent doesn't need to be his friend. His agent needs to guide him and make him learn from his mistakes and make sure he can prosper and be the best and get the best out of his career and his life. He shouldn't turn around and blame it on things like that because at that point, he's not helping him. He's crippling him. I, I don't disagree with you, man. I don't disagree so, with that. The last, the last couple of sentences, I totally agree with you, but I think the overall sentiment is what we talked about. We'll see. That's I mean, how I say it. I now here's the thing. They were saying that it may go even deeper because they don't know how he got the gun on the plane and then to Colorado. And it's like forbidden through the NBA rules to have gun on on the facility and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So right. I have no idea. They were. I, I read what, something on Twitter today about like a 50 game suspension. Was it a private jet? Yeah, but it was against the NBA policy and the Grizzlies policy or well, something. Like is that. the NBA checking his bags getting on the fucking plane? Yeah, I have no I, idea. I'd say no one's yeah, checking his bags. You can hop right on a private a private jet without going through normal TSA. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that goes. So I don't know. I hope they get him back for the playoffs if everything is cool. 
because like without without him, the more details will will surface. Yeah, I'm just I, saying I, on the I outside looking in. Back, I hope he is back for the playoffs. I, I I really do because the Grizzlies are are a really good team. Yeah, and I I don't want to see their season be derailed because of that. And um, if it is, then it is. But at the same time, I I I I wish the best for him, dude. He's a talented player. Me too. He's, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he's doing really dumb I don't shit. Think he's a bad guy. <laughs> I, I just think he's misguided. I don't know. That's, I that's, mean, that's really what it is, dude. They're misguided kids, dude. They're kids, bro. Yeah. They, they dude. No, I get it. I get it. They are. They're, they are. He's 23 years rich. old. Imagine going to the store and buying whatever the fuck you want, dude. I can't even, like, I can't even wrap my head around that concept, let alone a, a 21 or 22 year old. That's probably my neighbor. He's probably burning uh, now. <laughs> outside. <laughs> Shout out to my neighbor, though. All right. Let's move on now. I, every, either way, though, I hope y'all. Yeah, figures no, himself no. out and we gets back he gets on better. course. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of the most talented players in the league, especially at this age. And I, I, I said he was the next coming of Kobe in terms of talent, in terms of killer instincts. Like he has that. So I want, I want to see him get better. Yep. All right. Clippers go on a twenty-four to two run to beat the the shorthanded Grizzlies. Uh, do you believe in the Clippers at all, or what's going on? Because here's the thing: I don't. Russell Westbrook is catching a lot of shit. And I don't think it's fair because their struggles right now are not because of Russell Westbrook. I agree. They're just letting up. They're legitimately giving up 150 points a game. Close to that, yeah. They let up 176 against the Kings, 150 the other night, 140 before that. I, I just don't understand it with them. I mean, you have Ka Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So I, I aren't they supposed they, to be two of the top 10 defenders in the league? Yeah, but I, I don't – it's weird. That team just doesn't feel like it can coexist. It, it just feels like it's it's ran its course to me. Um, I think Paul George and Kawhi, they've been together for the last, what, four years? Mm -hmm. And they haven't accomplished shit. They Has haven't. Has it been four years? It's been four years, I think, yeah. This is year four. This is year four. Okay. And they haven't accomplished anything, dude. It's like, all right, the time, the, the clock is ticking now. But do I believe in this team? Yeah, I mean, like, they're, they're talented as all hell. I think they're deep. Um, I think they have a deep bench and everything, but at the same time, it's like the West is really stacked, bro. And Kawhi and, and Kawhi, like to me, like, and, and Paul George, they're like more like rhythm guys. You know what I mean? Like when they're hot, they're hot. When they're cold as fuck, they're, they're, they're way off. Cold. Peak. Yeah. Way off peak. But <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> yeah, a 24 to two run is fucking impressive though. I don't uh, care who you're playing. My thing is with the Clippers is for all the slack LeBron, I mean, for all the shit that AD and LeBron get, Kawhi and Paul George get nothing. And AD has played more games than Kawhi Leonard since they both came to LA. Well, it makes sense to me. There, it's the, the Lakers and the Clippers are two different markets, bro. That's I know fair. they live in the same city, but the Lakers are always going to have a spotlight on them, no yeah. matter what. I don't care who the Clippers have. They're always going to be the spotlight of the city. It's the Lakers, bro. They are the best. They are the most historical franchise in the NBA next to Boston. And then so so the yeah and yeah and the Knicks but the Clippers they're like that LA team in the background you know what I mean like they're like the Chargers of the of the of the NFL it's like when you play when you play a video game with your little brother and unplug his controller yeah yeah they haven't they, like like I don't know I'm just I'm curious to see how far they will go how how far do you think they can go second round really yeah I just I don't you don't I, see a Western Conference Finals appearance I don't because here's the thing like honest to God here's the thing well no it's different now because I don't think they're better than the Suns I think the Warriors would beat them in seven um 
the Nuggets, that would be a good series. Uh, I would probably lean Nuggets, though, to be honest, because I, I just don't believe in the Clippers. It's so funny. Like, speaking of the Nuggets, a lot of people have picked them to go to the finals and win it. I haven't seen anyone do that. Really? Yeah. I've heard a lot. And I, it was actually driving me crazy. Because I've actually heard a lot of Nikola Jokic is about to be a back-to-back-to-back MVP. And nobody, and I've seen nobody pick them to win the finals. And I just look at it, and I'm like, okay, so how is the MVP? Nobody's picking them to go to the finals? He is a beast, though. He is good. He's so fucking He's good. not better than Embiid, but he's good. I think he might be the best player in the NBA. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think he might be. You're trolling. I'm not trolling, You're trolling, bro. bro. He's look, not the best player in the look NBA. Look at the stats, bro. I don't care about stats, dude. Look at the MVPs. Look at the stats. Look, oh, my God. Look, we... This is embarrassing. So, look, when we had a conversation about the MVP last year, it was based on... I'm not going to say it was biased because Embiid definitely definitely deserved it. But we were more fired up because Embiid's our boy. We were, we're a Sixers fan. So, it, it, hurt a li- it hurt us a little bit more than it would to the public. But when you look at the body of work of Jokic, bro... He he's something serious, okay? Like we we haven't really. He seen is it good, bro, but he's got a great team around him, uh, like a great team. And and B, look what Embiid's doing, thirty-one and eleven. Well, Jamal Murray and Porter, great. they were both out last year, and Jokic won the MVP. And they were a first-round exit in five. Okay, that's not MVP shit. Well. I mean, if you're the only one performing on your team and you put up great stats and you got them to the playoffs when your team didn't had no business being in the playoffs, but you made it because of him, then yeah, you, you're going to get MVP. I think they were like a fourth or a fifth seed. Yeah, that's amazing. So what happened in the playoffs? Well, the playoffs are a different animal, bro. Like, especially in basketball, it's not going to be one player that, that that propels it. Usually, and 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 say that. LeBron's a different animal. Kobe didn't say that. We're di- they're different animals, bro. Scottie but, Pippen didn't say that. But it's also the position they, they that they play, too. It is. It's predicated on the position. I agree. Now, look, he's averaging a triple-double, which is crazy because he's getting praised for it when everybody did nothing but slander Russell Westbrook, but that's a different story for a different day. Well, he's efficient. That's why. What are you talking about? Jokic is very efficient. But Russell Westbrook, that same year, won an MVP and lost in the first round to... I forget who he lost in the first round to. Oh, I think it was the Blazers. No, it wasn't the Blazers. I forget who it was. Lost in the first round, and he got criticized. He was stat stat padding, chasing records, and all that shit. And then Jokic does it, and it's like, he might be the best guy in the NBA. I'm so disappointed. I don't know why you're disappointed. Explain explain to me who, who is better right now. Okay, you're starting a franchise right now. Mm-hmm. You take for j- this year only, Luca or or um, Luca or Joker. This is insane. It's to me. It's it's going to be Luca. I, I love Luca. I'm not, so how the fuck is he the best player in the NBA? I'm talking about an overall skill set and his at his at his position. Like you can go outside. It depends on what you like. If you like a Luca Doncic on your team over over a Joker, then I can see it. Like the position that he plays isn't normally sexy, bro. But Nick, my here's my issue with with Joker. That's why Joker is efficient. And if you measure by advanced stats and analytics, he's like the best basketball player ever, literally from that statement. But my point is, Joel Embiid is doing the same exact thing as him on offense, and he's a better defender. So I like I just I don't understand what we're going, what's going on here. I I literally can't understand what is going on with the Joker stuff. He is a really really good player. He's totally. great. You know, he's not really really good. He's amazing. 
bro. So if he's amazing, bro, pick he's him to win the West. Sixty-four percent from the field. That's fucking efficient, bro. I understand when that. I talk about an MVP. I'm talking about efficiency. I'm talking about putting the ball in the hoop. I'm talking about everything, bro. He's shooting eighty-two percent from his so free defense. Throws. What defense? He's horrible on defense. That's why I'm beat Cooks his ass every time they play. My question is though is if okay, so who do you got winning a who do you have representing the West this year? Wow. Um, it should be easy. He's efficient as all hell. 83% from three uh from the free throw line, 64% from the field, <laughs> averaging a triple double. I'm going by the overall team, though. You're going by a I'm going, you're going, you're arguing player versus an entire team. Like, the team is think, good as shit. Can Joker beat this the Suns by himself? Hell fucking no. He should be able to if he no, is that he shouldn't. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Ooh. If he's that dude, he is very good. If he is that dude, a three-time MVP, he's got Jamal Murray, Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr., Bruce Bo, um, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green. What do you need? Why why are you picking the Suns against them? So is your beef because he he's he's in the conversation of winning the MVP again? What's your beef? My beef is is that when I feel like there is no objectivity with Joker. I feel like everybody talks about Joker in this light that he is the best player in the game and then when it comes time to predict teams to go to the finals, nobody's picking the Nuggets. So if Kevin Durant was on the Nuggets and they had Kevin Durant and, and Joker, they wouldn't. They, they would 100% go to the finals. But you, 100 an outside superstar. He he could dominate the paint. He could do all that. But he he does do that from the three point. I know he can do but, that. But that's not his his actual skill set. His skill set is down low. But if you get shooters on the outside and give them some players that are top notch uh, performers and shooters, then yes, he could be successful. But Jamal Murray. Um, is is he reliable? Would you yeah. say? Okay. All right. He had maybe. the injury. He had the injury after he had the bubble. Then he had the injury, and now he's back. Right. And Porter Jr. hasn't been reliable. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Aaron Gordon's been reliable. Aaron Gordon's been playing all right. He's okay. But, yeah. He's but, a good player. But you're talking about the Suns, who have a, like literally a three-headed monster between Booker, Paul, and KD. Paul's on his last legs. Okay. I got you. But whatever. But you got Joker, Jamal Murray, Porter, and um, Aaron Gordon. What are we talking about here? But bro, if he's that guy, but if he's that, but that's how I judge them. When you're talking, so then what's he doing? Winning three MVPs in a row? If he can't carry the squad, what's then? What then? Why is he winning that award? If he can't, if you're telling like everybody's telling me like this is the MVP, he's it's that easy guy to me, bro. And then the they're telling why, me why he can't win it. The reason why he's winning the award because if you take him off that team, that team is dog shit. They are fucking horrible. They're better than the Sixers without Embiid. Explain. If you, I get told from everybody that James so Harden's washed up. So wait, you're telling me you take off Embiid off the Sixers? Yes. And you take off Joker off the Nuggets? Yes. The Sixers are worse. Really? Yes. I don't know about that. So in a series without those two, if it was Nuggets versus Sixers, Jamal Murray's the best player in the series. Okay. The second best player would be James Harden. And who's the third? The third? Michael Porter Jr. No, nah, I would say Maxie's probably a little bit better. I would think Porter Jr. is a little bit better. I don't know. All right. Well, even if they're a toss-up. Even if they're a toss-up, but Harden, Maxi, and Tobias Harris, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. Bro, come on, dude, there's no way. There's no way you think the Nuggets would be better. I think the Nuggets will be Still better. Fucking shot. Absolutely. I get told from everybody that James Harden's washed up. I don't think he's the same player. You told me he actually. You said that. You said he I was washed. Say it, and I, I, 
So Embiid's playing. He's so washed up to compare to what we what we thought we were going to acquire. Well, yeah, I, absolutely. I disagree on that. He just had 20 assists last night. And the okay. night before that, he had 38 points. He just can't move the way he used to move. I understand. And I get that. That's I'm with you. He can't, go out, he can't go out and give you 50 a night. Right. And that's okay because right. he's now transitioning where he's running the floor. And when you can get 20 assists on any given night, you're still fine. Bro, you can't tell me. And if Aaron Gordon is in your is in your big three, it's better than the Sixers' big three. I mean, the, the Sixers, <laughs> but Nick, you, the, you have to think. And the Sixers' big three is Tobias Harris. Okay. You have Maxi. He was a six-man all year. I don't know why, but that's a different story. You have Tobias Harris, the worst contract in the history of NBA. Then you have James Harden, washed up. You have Jamal Murray, young star. Michael Porter Jr., really good player. Aaron right. Gordon, great two-way player. But you player. got two guys out of that big three that are coming off major major surgeries. Yes, that matters. Absolutely. I understand. And you got a young star in Maxi. I think he's... Maxi he's, he's, is, he's he is there, really bro. good. He, he, is would be, really he would be up there with one of the best players in that series. I agree, but 100%. that's because they're, they're short on talent. But I'm saying when you add it in Bede, and Bede's more valuable. Okay, so my thing is... So Take LeBron off the Lakers. So you're going by the success. And I get it. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. But what is Embiid's success? I mean, he's been in the second round three times. And and, and it hasn't amounted to shit. And neither... But Joker, too. Well, I, no, actually, he went to the Western Conference Finals. Excuse me, in the bubble. I forgot about that. They came back. That counts for something. It does. He, I'm got, not he, got, he got further than Embiid. I'm not discrediting him. I'm not discrediting him for Embiid. that. This is, yeah. I love Embiid. Bro. I actually forgot until you just said that. So I there you go. I Embiid over Joker. That's because I, I'm a Sixers fan, and I just love Embiid. But we cannot deny, and I'm not going to sit here and disrespect Joker's talent. No, I'm and, not. And what he means to the game of basketball. No, I'm not. He is an elite talent that we have not seen before, bro. He he is really, really good. I know that's that. amazing. And it's, just, it's like you said, it's not sexy. It's not sexy, bro. And, but but he it doesn't, doesn't have to be. And he doesn't play any defense, so that's a knock. And you have to when you're a player of that caliber and you're that good, you have to nitpick. That's just I got you. Well, that's true. I and my nitpick totally on him is he's a poor defensive player. I think your beef starts because, like, you love Embiid. Yeah, because Embiid should winning, be the MVP, the, and it's, it's not that, fair. That's your beef. Yes, it's that's not fair. Fine, and that's a fair beef to have. I have to be a Nikola Jokic truth teller. I know, but, like, you could be a truth teller with giving him flowers. I am. It is well-deserved. It is. Here's the thing, though. Genu from a serious standpoint, I'm not even joking here. He's the first seed in the West. He's been the MVP for three straight years. And he, nobody's picking them to win the finals. If they played the Lakers in a first round series, would you would you think it was an easy series for them? You wouldn't. You I wouldn't keep... be honest. And I'm not saying you think the Lakers would win, no. but you would be worried. Yeah. Why though? If Joker's that guy, because here's the thing, if the roles were reversed and the Nuggets were an eighth seed and the Lakers were the one seed with LeBron, you would say, oh, they're going to sweep them. Gentlemen sweep at worst. That's where I have the issue because it's like, okay, what what is what are we doing? If is it, like Joker's that guy, but he's not that guy. That's where I that's where I get confused in the argument. So I keep thinking about the question you asked me if who I would take over Joker. You said for Luka, one season, Luca or or Joker. And 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 I see where you are coming from, but it's 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 really just based off of the position, bro. It's 100 percent based off the based off the position. If a team can acquire a Joker but has nothing around him over somebody, or, or you can have Luca who could distribute the basketball to his teammates at any given time and can score. You're probably going to lean towards Luca. Well, Joker's Joker's averaging more assist than him. 
No, I know. But Luca Luca spreads the ball out a lot, and he could score too. No, and and, and and he plays points. See, that's the problem. And here, this is what I'm talking about. Luca doesn't do that. Luca is leads the league in usage rate. He's always got the ball in his hand. That's why it's such a. It's going to be such a. That's why I said the Mavs are well, pretenders. That's what you want you want the guy always to put the ball in your hand. I understand Absolutely. that, but his his he he doesn't average a lot of assists. That's not what he does. He just dribbles around the whole time and then creates his own shots. So they are two very different players. You're you're totally right. Yeah, right. It, it it really just depends on what you like as as a GM. Yeah. In that context. But I mean, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. Well, I would take your They're different skill sets though. I agree, but but Joker's about he's he's got three MVPs. He's averaging a triple double. What is the holdback? Here's he's dominated. It's so perfect, bro. It, it, it's it's just the sexiness, bro. Like Joker's not sexy. He's all sloppy and shit. He's not sexy, <laughs> right? He's all sloppy. He has no swagger to him. He doesn't flash. He doesn't show his watch. He, he doesn't brush show his, his jeans. He doesn't wear baggy jeans. He doesn't wear all this fucking designer clothes. He doesn't do all that, bro. He's not a flashy dude. He's not a media personality. But these other guys, like like you can get like a Steph Curry um, and 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 other players that are actually that are flashy, like Steph Curry, LeBron, all them. Dude, they're fucking phenomenal players, but they all have a different skill set than Joker. That's a, that's just really what it is. They, they're, I they're know just, they're just different players got three in the game of basketball. But we have never seen Joker like this, bro. Like Embiid, you could say. But if you're gonna if we're gonna kill Joker for his for his success, we have to be we have to be consistent across the board. I'm not killing him for his success. He's having a great season. I think I'm just. I'm more on the, you know, I'm nitpicking because, like I said, he's about to win three MVPs and Bede should have won one of them. And it's just like, and Bede's better than him. And Bede is better than Jokic, dude. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Disappointed. Disappointed. I love Embiid, bro. But yo, Joker's really good, bro. <laughs> like, let's stop here. Yeah. He is fucking crazy. You won't think he's a top five player in the NBA? Uh, I think Steph is better. I think KD is better. I think Luka is better. Um, I think Jason Tatum's better. What's that? Four or five? What, what makes them better? What makes them better? Those players that you named. Jason Tatum's what a better. Makes them, what makes them better? Is it better leadership? Is it better? Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you tell me because they play different positions than he does. I think Luca's better because I think Luca can do more. Um, I think that, I, I mean, like from Luca can do more. Kevin Durant goes without saying. Steph Curry goes without saying. Jason Tatum, I think he he's been to a finals. I got you, but he had Jalen Brown. I mean, I'll give you that because I like Jalen Brown, so I'm not gonna say anything about that. But still, I, I just I don't like you're not gonna sit here and tell me you would take Jokic over those guys. But all those guys that you mentioned have played with superstars. Jalen Brown's not a them. superstar. Luka Doncic has never played with a superstar. No, last, Steph Curry has, no, but and Jaylen Kevin Durant Brown is a he he can be a superstar. He's a he's star. An all-star. He's a star. Sure, he's not a superstar. Right, and 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 Joker has never played with a star. You want to say Jamal Murray? Okay, whatever. He is good. He's talented, but he ain't one of the best players in the NBA. We're talking I think about ja- I think I think it's a a coin flip with Jalen Brown and Jamal Murray. Wow, really? I think Jamal Murray is that good, and people just forget because of the knee injury. Jamal Murray is that dude. I Jamal Murray is really, really good. good. I think he is very good. I agree Jamal Murray is really good. But when you talk about Steph with Clay, Draymond, Jordan Poole, like 
they got a squad, bro. I understand. I, I know Steph's an elite talent. I know he's the leader of that team. I know he's he's a big part of the success of the Warriors. I'm not taking Cap, I think it's Draymond, but still. What? I think Draymond's the leader of that team. I would disagree with that. But anyway. Yeah. Besides the point, they all have players that can play with them. They can they can rally around their skill set. They can do things. They can do other things that Steph doesn't have to do. Yep. Joker doesn't have that on his team. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you put Joker alongside Jason Tatum, you're telling me they're not going to be the, the – you're telling me they won't make the finals. Jason Tatum and Joker. That's crazy, bro. They no, be, they would be insane. But Nick, you're talking dominant. about two of the top ten players. Well, that's what that's what the Suns have. Well, if if Devin Booker is top twenty, in my opinion, but yeah, uh, a top twenty, okay, okay, top ten, you, a top twenty player in the NBA is very fucking good. I understand bro. that, but it's as not a top second, ten. You're as, acting like Devin Booker's an elite as player. As a second in the fiddle, as a second fiddle, absolutely, he's great. And now he's talking with his chest out because he's got big brove. I do like that. I don't. That's weak. However, I want the Mavs in this. We're going to get to that. We'll talk about that in the first. All right, all right, all right, all right, let's go. Lakers get important win over Golden State this thing, the playoff race. Now there's a four-way tie for the 10th seed. <laughs> they played the Timberwolves tonight. The Timberwolves are the 6th seed. Big, big win for them. If they if they pull it off, it's a big game for them. It's, Where do you uh, think? What Carl, do you think happens? Carl Anthony Towns is out still, right? Yeah, I think so, but it don't matter. He's sweet. He is sweet. Um, what the, I mean, yeah, I think every game here on out is a must win. The next Lakers have six of the next eight at home. So that should be good well, for them. They have to the win. Thing. They have to win tonight. Here's the thing. Is it really, um, is it really a must win? Oh yeah. I mean, that's the sixth seed. If, and you can race, knock them down. if their race is so tight, well, they're, they're what are they, three games back. Yeah. But they need to, they, here's the thing. They need to stack wins because. Oh, well the wolf. Yeah. The, the Timberwolves are three games above them. So, and to, they're in the sixth seed. Be, it, yeah. Right. You want to now you want to try and gain a game or two on on those teams. You don't want to be in a three-way tie because then tiebreakers come in all that. You don't control your own destiny. Well, the big win was against the Mavericks last week. That was LeBron's that was game huge. where he, yeah, where he yeah. popped his ankle. And that was a major game. I know. Now they should win to I hope they win tonight. They just won last night with AD. AD needs to keep being AD and the Lakers should be fine. Like I said, AD, if you're that guy, stay healthy, stay on the court and lead your team, dude. You have a good enough squad around you right now to lead them. You think the Lakers win tonight? Yes. It like non-biased shit. Yeah, because D'Lo and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt all came from Minnesota. I agree. I'm gonna. I, I think it's gonna be a really good game though because I think I just I, I don't know what I'm getting out of AD, and that's the problem. Well, no, they play the Wolves tonight. Yeah, they play the Wolves. That's where D'Lo and 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 Beasley and Vanderbilt came from. No, they play the Grizzlies tonight. Oh, they play the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies I'm tonight. sorry. I said the Wolves. Yeah. I'm sorry. They do. They play the shorthand, the Grizzlies. Excuse they play the Grizzlies tonight. I yeah. think they're going to win tonight. So do I. And Although, I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't know why I said the Wolves. I don't know what I don't, to say that. Sorry. I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't know. Here's the thing. It could be deflating because they were up so many against the Clippers last night, and now they have to turn around and play. Or two nights ago, they have to turn around and play now. When you blow a 24-point – when you go let up a 26-point lead like that, it sucks. Yeah, but it makes you want to go back into the court and and it could kind of right your wrongs a little bit. Is it that or can it be demoralizing? They have a lot of stuff going on in the locker room. It's a good spot for the Lakers and it could be a tough stretch for the Grizzlies. And now they're learning that Ja is out indefinitely. So I don't know. However, they were like 21 and 4 last year without Ja when he got hurt. Remember that? Yeah. So this is this is going to be Taylor Jenkins is um his moment. I would say. Can you coach the team? Can up? you? Well, he did last year. Yeah. And they went on a 
crazy run. They were yeah. twenty-one and two. I think they were. I think something like that. It was twenty and four. Insane. I know. Now it's a different team. It's a different, you know, uh, schedule, different vibe, different scenario. Now you got your superstar in the in the spotlight and and bad news. Um, but I I just I like the I like the Lakers tonight. I think the Lakers get it done. They're home. They should they should get this W. I mean Anthony Davis, he 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 needs to dominate, bro. I know. Like moving forward until LeBron comes back, he needs to be that guy. He needs to demand the he need, he needs to demand the ball. He needs to he needs to to play great uh, play great defense, get all the rebounds. He needs to do what he does best, and I think he will. I do. Unless unless he you know he misses a couple games because that's what he does, but yeah, I hope not for the Lakers' sake because I actually do think this race is going to be really really interesting down the stretch. It's going to be awesome. It's going to come down to the last week of the season. I know. And do you, is LeBron out for the rest of the season? No, three weeks is a long time. Well, two weeks he gets his foot reevaluated to see where he is. So I think that'll give a better indication on when he comes back. But I would say he'll be back in a couple in about three weeks and you and you know he's going to come back and he's going to he's going to light the league on fire of course that's what he does he's the it's, best in the world it's really what he's he the does. best ever now if the lakers can get within a game or two oh when joker's back, joker's not better than Giannis, but carry on i forgot to mention him that's fair so anyway, i can't i there? can't dispute i can't dispute that i i think he's one of the best players in the nba though agreed what are you saying i'm sorry um yeah, no, it's tonight's game is huge for them. They need to win, and I think they're going to get it done. I, I I like the Lakers tonight. All right, Sixers erased 14-point deficit to beat the Bucs and snap their 16-game win streak on Sunday. That was impressive. James Harden went back to Houston James. About time. 38 points, 5-9 and nine from 3. Then he follows it up with, a 38, with 20 assists. Took him a long time to come back. If James Harden could just find a way to score 25 to 30, the Sixers are really hard to beat. Exactly. But I'll tell you what, the Sixers are absolutely a contender in the East to win. To win the East. I don't know. I don't know about that, bro. The Eastern Conference, excuse me. I don't know about that. They, this team scares me, bro. I, I ain't going to lie. I mean, when I was watching this Bucks game, I was like, damn, yo, we really can't beat Boston or Milwaukee. And I'm not saying that we could beat them in a seven-game series. It's just a regular season game, and it's just, it was a big win. It, it, it boosts morale. It, it, it boosts confidence. Like saying to our team, "Hey, we could we can contend with with the best in the East, um, in the Bucks." But in terms of um, going uh, winning the East, I I'm not really that confident. They're the top. They're a top three team. <laughs> top three, yes. But they're I'm a not top three team. I'm not confident they can go to the they can go to the finals. I am. Or Eastern Conference. I think they, I absolutely think they can. We can't beat Boston in seven. We can't beat the Bucks in seven. We can't beat them, bro. We we cannot beat them. If we we fuck around and play the Cavaliers, we might be in trouble too. Anyone who plays the Cavaliers is going to be in trouble. No. Because the Cavaliers are really good. The best defensive team in basketball. They're really good, bro. So, but no, I think the Sixers can contend. It just depends on, you know, Doc's rotations and things like that. And can Embiid rise to the moment? And we need him to. Well, you're a top five player in the NBA, a top three player in the NBA, in so, my estimation. So if he if he can't rise to the occasion this year, what do you do? You still got to you, you ride him out. You can't, bro. You're not trading Embiid. You have to figure something out. You you cannot you gotta be get another... with the same lineup and losing in the second round I for just, four straight. I know. Years. That can't happen, I know, bro. but it's not that simple. I don't know it what you do. It is simple. You got to shake it up. I'd rather, dude. I'm saying how. That, I don't know. That's what I, I'm saying. I honestly don't know, but you have to figure out. You have to start to look into your future. You have to. He's a tall dude. He's a big man. If, if 
he, there's a lot of wear and tear on those legs, bro. And big men like that don't normally last. You only have a regular career two like or three years left of this Embiid. That's what I'm saying. So why not get the max for him? Is that a bad deal? I would never trade. Is it crazy to say? I believe so because I would never trade a top three player in the NBA. I think that's lunacy. Top three for the next two two years, two, yeah, three years with no sight in Boston letting up, and the Bucks, the Bucks ain't going nowhere. Boston's not going nowhere. I mean, so you never you know do? what could happen. They could trade no, Jalen Brown. I, I it's been it. rumored. I get it, but there there's something to be said about a GM who wants to sit there and lose in the second round again, and you, you got to start to figure something out. Like, to me, this is a make or break year for, for the Sixers. It's a big year, and I don't know what would happen. I think Doc would go. If they lose in the second round, I think you got to absolutely throw the idea around of trading Embiid. Absolutely. I know Doc would be gone, but you absolutely have to think about it. You have to, bro. I don't understand that. You, Why would you trade your best player? What are you going to – I mean, here's the thing. You could probably get 75 first-round picks for him. Because, that's what I'm saying. Because of what other players got. Right. But, I mean – you what would you rather home. do? Gain tw 15 first-round picks or lose in the second round the next two, three years? The same result I that mean, you've bro, had It's the hard last to say that years. because when you have Embiid, you have a chance. Okay. The problem is, is that the other teams, they're, get, they're, they're trading Kevin Durant and things like that. I know, that. but the East, it's just Boston. Boston's got Tatum and, and Brown, and they got a couple other pieces too that are really good. But the Sixers have Embiid. We could beat Boston, though. We're not going to. I don't know that. They have our number. Dude. I know. I, I don't know why. I don't get it. I really don't understand why we can't beat this team. And it's like we're cursed against them. Correct. Every single time we play them, some crazy shit happens. Like, not even crazy. It's just they just beat us. We're blowing them out the whole game. And then all of a sudden they come back and it's like, come on, man. I know. You just feel the energy getting sucked out of you as you're watching the game. And then you got to do that for seven games. You think you, you think we could beat them for seven games? I, I don't see it, dude. I don't see it. So my thing is, what can you do to improve the roster? What can you do? Throw the if kitchen sink. Lose, if you lose, you throw every single asset and everything you have to the Portland Trailblazers. Every single thing you have, you trade to the, the Portland Trailblazers and you get fucking Damian Lillard. What would you give up? You got to give up Maxi. You got to give up a couple other pieces that can be very important to the overall championship team that you're trying to build. And if you're just only going in for a super, and, and look, I get it. But if you trade in B, you're, those, those, those days are gone anyway. Well, I, I totally agree. And that's what I'm saying to you is how can they make this roster a championship roster where they're like a lock to win the East? Because that Damian Lillard, they would be a lock. I, yes, bro. Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid. It depends on what you trade though. If I'm giving up two important pieces just to, to get one, to me, it's like an offset. I mean, here's the thing, though. But at that point, you have Damian Lillard. That can, you have two players that can give you 40. But every at that single point, night. you might be desperate enough to actually shuffle it up. And take a chance in one year. I agree with you that. You take a chance in one year, sure. and you see what you can do. Sure. You pray Embiid stays healthy, and you go after it with the best duo, with arguably the best duo in the NBA. I don't know two. I don't know a better duo off the top of my head that you can say are definitively better than Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid. The only way... I don't see trade because I, I definitely believe there, there's going to be trade talks in the offseason. But the only way there's not is if the if the the Sixers make the the finals or they make the Eastern Conference finals. Correct. And, and depending on how they lose in the second round. No, no, no. You have to make the Eastern Conference finals. Depending on how they lose in the second round, though. 
because if they go seven and they lose on on in overtime or something, gotta get crazy. over the hump, bro. I, look, bro, I get it, and you yeah. know, you know how I feel about players. I I would rather acquire what they're worth now, yeah, versus what they're gonna be in 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 two years because I'm getting the max form. I'm getting the boat. If I see two second round exits in the next two years in my future, well, then yeah, I'm gonna make a move. Because it's it's better for our franchise moving forward instead of having the second round disappointments time and time again. You're yep. gonna lose people. And and that's why, you know, he doesn't get a lot of love because he, he he doesn't have much success in the postseason. And you can't say he doesn't have people around him. He has had people around him. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, now this year is a put up or shut up. Put up or shut up. I'm, I'm in the same it, exact bro. boat with and that's, you. That's where it is. It's time, it's time to go. You I, have to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Anything less, I'm off. I don't yeah. want it. I'd rather just move on. Yeah, totally agree. All right, Suns beat Mavericks. Luka and Kyrie versus Devin Booker. He's so – I can't stand Devin Booker. D-Book. I can't stand him. D-Book, baby. I can't stand him. That's my guy. But, yeah, that was kind of uh, – that was kind of weak by the end of the game. When that up. game was amazing. We need a series. We need that series. Yeah, we do. Man, that would be a really good series. <clears throat> Even though I think the Suns would win. The Suns would win. I believe. I think they would too. But that would be an awesome series and a lot of scoring. Yeah. KD, bro. Watching him is like... <laughs> it's like watching Picasso come to life. I mean, he's... It's legitimately art, bro. The amount of stars that he's played with too is, is unbelievable. Like, bro, he's played with... Legitimately, nothing but Hall of Fame players: Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry, Clay do Thompson, that. Draymond Green. Don't do that, though. No, no, I'm not saying it like that. I, I really wasn't actually. I know what you're uh, talking about. I thought you were gonna. Go, I thought you were gonna say, "Well, that's what he needs." He no, needs I know what you're talking about. Players. And here's the thing: I would give KD credit if he won with the Suns. I would back Why? off a little bit because I don't think they're a super team. Interesting. DeAndre Ayton's a really good player. But DeAndre Ayton isn't consistent. If DeAndre Ayton is giving you 20 and 10 a night, the Suns are really hard to beat. But unlike the general public, I don't think Devin Booker's all that. I think Devin Booker's a good player. I don't think he's a one. And I I don't understand how anyone rationally watching basketball thinks Devin Booker's a one. Chris Paul, he's on his last legs. It would be great for Kevin Kevin Durant to get him. Is something funny? What happened? Rationally, if I'm just basketball, I just think he's a one. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, there's there's just I nothing that indicates that. He is good. I'm not saying that he's not good. But we need to stop acting like before Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and all them got there, that Devin Booker wasn't a 19-win guy. That's not a one. Pound for pound, Shea Gilgis Alexander is better. Come on, bro. Stop. Don't do that. How isn't he? Bro, do you know what D-Book has been averaging? Yeah, bro. Since 2018, bro. What's he been averaging? 26, 27 points a game, bro. Yeah. That is fucking lethal. Now go back before 2018, because when did Chris Paul and them boys get there? Well, Chris Paul got there, I think, in 2020. Oh, he averaged 24.9 in 2017, 22.1 in 2016. That's great. And his rookie year, he averaged 13.8. It's a great, he's a great scorer. He's amazing. And this scorer. year, what's he averaging this year? What's his points uh this year? 27.2. Really? Uh, you know who's averaging 31? Who? Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's great. On the Thunder. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying that SGA isn't a bad player. I think he's fucking awesome. SGA, one for one, is better than Devin Booker, bro. In terms of what? He's a better scorer. He can he he he's doing better with the Thunder than with without with no superstar than Devin Booker ever did with the Suns before Chris Paul got there. 
ever. You got a real, you got a weird beef with uh, D book, bro. No, it's just, I'm, I'm asking people to explain to me why Devin Booker is looked at as this elite guy. Yeah. He's a great scorer. He's, he's a great a shooter. He's a superstar. He is not a fucking superstar. Is and that superstar? is my problem. How, if he left the Suns and a team wanted to acquire him in free agency, they are going to pay him the max dollars to bring him in. I understand that. Right. I understand that. And they're going to treat him as he is our superstar. He is our number one player. But Nick, that's what they're going to do. But SGA has the Thunder in contention. They're fighting for a playoff Bro, spot. When is, Devin Booker was on his own, they, they were winning. They were in the lottery. Is, but this is not an SGA versus Devin Booker. You're going by a large sample size versus a small sample size. SGA hasn't been in the league in, in, in that long. He's been in the league since 2018. He averaged okay. 11. He averaged 19. He averaged 24. He averaged 25. He averaged 31. Okay. I'd say that's pretty good. Okay. So what, what's his career average? Uh, hold on. His career average, 20, 21. Now 21. Okay. He averages 21. Okay. And Devin Booker averages 24. Okay. And it took... but. What Nick? But he's ascending. I, I I'm not. So is Devin Booker, bro. Last but, last year he had twenty six point eight. Now this year he has twenty seven point two. It's point four. He's ascending. No, I understand that, Nick. But that team. But he superstars improve team I records. I got it. I got it. I know what you're arguing. And I get it. What you're saying is Devin Booker couldn't carry the Suns, whereas SGA can carry the Thunder. Is what you're saying. Lamelo Ball carried bro, the Hornets. I'm not disagreeing with you, and this is not an SGA versus Devin Booker conversation. But it, it, you're you're painting Devin Booker to be like this this you know regular dude, bro. I'm painting Devin Booker for exactly what he is. Is he a second? He's a second player on a good team, is what you're saying. Yes. So what? I'm not say, no, I said. No, I'm not saying. 20. But I'm not saying that that's bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't. But people. But my point is, is people talk about Devin Booker like he's a superstar, and I'm just explaining. Tell me why, without saying, well, look at his scoring average. The Suns were the in the lottery. Yeah, they got DeAndre Ayton because of Devin Booker. Okay. Why does nobody talk about it? Yes, Devin Booker's a great scorer. 18 wins a year, 15 wins a year, 20 wins a year. He had a bad year. So three years in a row in the lottery? <laughs> he had a bad Come on, year, bro. bro. It's the same problem I have with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> That's the same discussion I had about Kyrie Irving. Devin he Booker's can't carry really a team. Yes. That's what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you can still be a superstar and 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 be second fiddle. I I don't know. I don't because I, I don't I don't put superstars like that. I don't understand how you look at Devin Booker and say he's a superstar. I, I I literally don't understand it. And if somebody can enlighten me on that, tell me why and make me see it from a different perspective, I'd be open to it. But I don't I don't understand how somebody talks about Devin Booker in light with Luca, John Morant, Yo Yo Jokic, Embiid, LeBron, KD. Is Kyrie Irving a superstar? No, no. I said this before. If Kyrie Irving never played with LeBron James in Cleveland, he's a more skilled Kemba Walker. But in the public eye, is he a superstar? That's what I'm saying. When you get paid, you're going to get paid like a superstar. Yes. You're going to be looked at like a superstar. Yes. Correct. But if you bring Kyrie Irving on, he's not it. Kyrie Irving's never been successful without LeBron James. Based on the history of his of his career. And, yeah. and that's that's totally fair, bro. And so that's my point is totally he is fair. not a superstar. Right. To you, he's not. He is a superstar in terms of box office. To you, he's not a superstar. But yeah. to a GM... 
they could see him being a superstar. That's because fine. Be the face of our team and our city. That's perfectly fine. And you're never going to win anything. And I don't know if you put Kyrie on a, on a, on a team with four other regular guys that they would even make the playoffs. I don't think they would. Because that's not that's not what Kyrie can do. That's not what Devin Booker can do. Yeah, a superstar, a superstar for me is you put that guy on a team and he can say, "Yo, everybody, get on my back. I got us. Let's ride." So is Kevin Durant a superstar? Absolutely. Why? Because Kevin Durant he never he never carried a team though. You told me that a million times. You told me Kevin Durant has never carried a team to a championship. Yes, and that matters. That's what I, I mean. Yeah, but he's never carried a team to a championship. But when you put Kevin Durant on teams, they get better. But I don't know why Kevin Durant runs from the grind because I think if Kevin Durant was still on the Nets, they could have been good. But we'll never know because Kevin Durant doesn't do that. That's my point. So, so what makes Kevin Durant a superstar amongst the players that you have mentioned? Because I watched Kevin Durant OKC for the beginning of his career. Yeah, Russell Westbrook put that team on the map, but he was better than Russell Westbrook. I know, but Russell Westbrook was very, very good at the time. He was, and, he, and I'm not, he was, I'm he was not an ascending that. star. He was, but Kevin Durant was the guy, and they had other pieces around him too. Yeah, but if here's the thing, I don't think you can Big put. Kirk. Yeah, Serge Ibaka, Andre Roberson. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at it, here's the thing. That's Kevin what Durant, I'm saying. So, like, if you're going to say KD is 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 a superstar, well, then you got to look at the other guys saying, all right, well, then that – that because your argument is they can't carry a team. And, and look, bro, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. That's that's a fair, fair take. And I'll never argue with that because what I what you have, what you are saying is actually factually proven. We have seen it time and time again. They have never been able to take over a franchise by themselves and carry a team far in the playoffs or just even making the playoffs. Yeah. Right. But when you look at Kevin Durant, we talk about it all the time. You tell me, and I'm not putting you on the spot or anything, but you don't, you don't, you tell me he's not a superstar because he can't carry a team. I know. I say, I say, I said, Kevin Durant is overrated okay. because Kevin Durant can't carry a team. Is he an overrated superstar? <sighs> it's hard because Whoa. <laughs> excuse me no here's the thing kevin durant for me i think kevin durant's great but to me there are levels to greatness skill set wise just no in terms of winning and things like that and with kevin durant it's hard to judge he joined the warriors dude i, I like, get it, he bro. took away something that could have been great him and russell westbrook could have been they could have won a, a, a title together why he left and went to the warriors and did all that i i don't know he didn't think he could win with Russell Westbrook. When you're up three to one and you're a big part of the reason you blew that series. Yeah, that was ugh. because he was trash in game six yep. and game seven. Yep. But my thing is with Kevin Durant is like, I don't look at Kevin Durant as like a legend of the game. I don't. I think he's great. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't look at him at, in the likes of the LeBrons and things like that. I've been on the record many times. I think Steph Curry's better than Kevin Durant. I don't understand how you argue it. If you're just looking at overall talent, yeah, it's easy to say that about Kevin Durant. He's seven foot and shoots from anywhere on the court. Steph Curry revolutionized the game. Has won it with, won it before him, won it without him. Was the leader of a seventy-three win team. Won it with him. <laughs> won it with him. <laughs> Being a leader plays into that. Kevin Durant's not a leader. Okay. Kevin Durant again could have stayed with the Nets and had nothing to lose, but he ran from that grind. I don't know why, because he would if you put Kevin Durant on the Nets, they're a lot better. So he's not a leader. That's what I got, right? Yeah, he's Kevin Durant's not a leader. Okay, so Devin Booker's not a leader. Kyrie Irving's not a leader. No. Right? 
but you deem them not being superstars because as Kevin, to Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant's just a better overall basketball player. I got it. I got it, bro. I, look, I know. I yeah. know. I look at these guys as superstars. Yeah, I don't. And Period. that's, but that's just how you define it. Sure. But I'm just saying, I have a very high that's standard true. for, the I have a very high standard. Our definitions are very different. It's subjective. Okay, that's fine. But I just feel like when I look at a superstar, I look at a guy who I know I can count on every night, who I know is going to give me his best effort every single night, who's going to show up, who's going to lead, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. That's the way I look at the, at superstars. So are you telling me that Devin Booker doesn't doesn't do that night in and night out? Doesn't 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 give it his best? Doesn't go all out? Doesn't do all those things? No, I'm not saying that, bro. I'm, not I'm trying saying to figure that. out what you are trying to portray. I'm trying to portray that I don't understand how people look at Devin Booker and Kyrie Irving and say they're superstars. Explain to me why they're superstars because I can give you I'm giving you reasons why they're not. They can't lead a team. They cannot be the best player on a championship team. I should have said that 10 minutes ago. Okay. Kevin Durant can be the best player on a championship team. Devin Booker cannot. Kyrie Irving cannot. Can be. But when was he? He never was. <laughs> there you go. Bro. But he can be. If he wins if he wins it with the Suns, he's the best player on a championship team. I believe he can do that. So you're saying he you're going by the belief that he can do he's it. He's capable of doing it. Okay. I don't so, look at Devin Booker and say that. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, they're two, especially different. after last year when you got blown off. Look, the floor. bro, they're two different polar opposites. I mean, the skill sets are are out of this world. They're not even comparable, and I get that. But I'm trying to figure out where what your definition of superstar is because if I, if that might be what we're yeah you know, my definition because yeah. I I don't know my definition of a superstar is somebody that's capable of carrying a team and winning a championship with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's just an all star talent. He's won championships. I don't like what he did. I thought it was weak, and I don't. I, if Kevin Durant could win a championship with the Suns, it'll silence all my all my questions I have. Wow. I'm shocked to hear that. It'll silence all the questions I have because I don't think he made a super team. Well, the Suns he were made amazing team. last year, though. <clears throat> they lost a lot of their players, though. They lost Michael Bridges. They lost Jay Crowder. They lost Cam Thomas. So now they're top-heavy. They don't have a deep bench like the Warriors did. Right. It's not going to be an easy run right now. It was easy. When you read a book... Do you read the last page of it first? No, because you would know how the fucking it was ended. When he joined the Warriors, that's what it was. You were reading a book and starting on the last page. Fair. Because he made a team unbeatable. The Suns are beatable. It's going to be hard to beat them, but now they are beatable. So it's a lot different if he wins a championship for them. Okay. That one ring will be more important than his ones with Golden State. The same way the one for Cleveland is better than the ones in Miami for LeBron. That's fair. I agree with you. So <clears throat> I need some water. All right, guys, moving on to our NFL talk. <laughs> All right, Derek Carr goes to the Saints. That was fun. Some good good uh, NBA talk right there. Yeah, Derek Carr goes to the Saints. What do you think about it? I love the move. You love it? It's top five defense. He's never had a defense ranked higher than 20. Okay. Or lower than 20. Higher than 20, excuse me. And he's got Michael Thomas, who seemed to love love the acquisition on Twitter. Um, you know, I've had my issues with Michael Thomas. Is he healthy? Correct. <laughs> he probably he probably broke his thumb when he typed that. But with Derek with Derek Carr going there, you have a good quarterback. He's an upgrade from Jameis Winston. He's an upgrade from Andy Dalton, and he's reunited with Dennis Allen, who coached him for his first two years in Oakland. I got to be honest with you, man. I don't know if I really love this. And I know I said the Saints were a quarterback away, and I really did. I really did. I didn't even that. think of that. Fuck. Oh, well, I thought of yeah, it. They're quarterback away, that's yo. Why, that's why I say I have, I have some explaining to do. 
and I do. I said the Saints were a quarterback away. I don't know if if Carr fits the Saints though. I don't know. I don't see it. I I don't I don't know, bro. I mean, you have a lot of question marks on that offense. You got to I mean, the only bright spot they have really is Chris Olave. You don't know where you're getting Michael Thomas. You don't know Alvin Kamara's status. You don't know anything. All you got is Olave, right? So how can you help Derek Carr? Because based on what we watched in, in, in Las Vegas, and I know that he doesn't have a defense, we just talked about just now. He's never been the guy to put the team on his back and, and go for a deep run, right? Okay. That's why I said he's just a good quarterback. Yeah. So I don't know if I actually love this move. I don't know. I think it kind of seemed like a desperation move for the Saints. They gave him a lot of money. They gave him a lot of money. But other quarterbacks have gotten paid way more than him. We'll get to that. I, I think he's a I think he's a top 12 quarterback, though. I'll say that. I have to look at that. And we'll I think I think he'll do decent with the Saints. I just don't love the move because I don't know. I, I feel like there's better options on the table for him. They were eight and nine, right? Something like that, yeah. Or seven. Seven and ten. Seven and ten. I think they were eight and nine. I don't know, though. But either way, do you think they win more or less games this year? I think they win more. I actually think they're right now they are the front runners to win the division. Oh, because yeah, yeah. That a, goes without saying. They have a top 10 defense. The only thing that I'm questioning is their skill. There's, you know, their skill. Well, they're position. probably not going to have Kamara. Correct. And then I just said that. I don't know the status of Kamara. I don't know what I'm getting in Michael Thomas. The only bright spot I have is Chris Olave. So what else? What else is enticing for me? Now, for me, it seems like Derek Carr all along. It, Either that or he got turned away from the Jets. Because to me, it didn't look like he weighed all his options. Maybe I'm wrong. But based on the move, I mean, there's definitely better better options out there. I think the Jets' job is a lot better than than the Saints. No, I don't. Why? Because he's going to the AFC with a tougher conference. Okay. You can make a case that Derek Carr right now is a top five quarterback in the NFC. Okay, so I'm talking about better team like, overall. But yeah. you're going by a situation, and that's fair. That's I mean, would fair. you rather play Kyle Trask? Would you rather play Kyle Trask and all unknown quarterbacks, or would you rather have to go duel with Tua or whoever Miami has and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes now, and Justin Herbert? Let me ask you a question. Do you think people actually factor that in, in their decision? Certain players do, like Derek Carr. Yes, bro. He's been in the AFC. He just had to go through those quarterbacks. He is the best quarterback in this division right now by a mile. But Derek Carr doesn't strike me the guy to back to backtrack off a off competition. He seems like the guy that will go full force. He don't he don't care who's who's against. Yeah, but also you have to have some self self awareness and know that you're just not on that level. And it's going to be an easier road for him. He wouldn't have to play one of them until the Super Bowl. I mean, they're not going to win a Super Bowl, but. I don't. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if I like this move. I think they're the front runners to win the South. Absolutely. I just. I don't know what it does for me in terms of future wise. It's a four year deal, right? How how much was guaranteed? I forget. Maybe. Um, I forget. Honestly, was it seventy million? Something like that. Because I don't even know where they got the money from. I think it's probably it about, backloaded. I think it's about seventy million or something like that guaranteed. So what I'm thinking is maybe it might be a two year deal. And, and then they can get out of and it. they can get out of it. I don't think it's it's definitely not it's not fully guaranteed. I think it's about seventy something million guaranteed uh, guaranteed with one hundred and sixty million or one hundred and fifty million he got, right? Was one hundred and fifty million? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. See, there, it's a it, to me it's a, it says two year deal. 
That's what it tells me. My, I don't see the impact being like a Drew Brees going to the Saints. No, 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 no. Right? No. But again, this, if Sean Payton was there, I would love it more. Yeah, I would too. But they need to get weapons. Yeah, they need to get weapons. Well, not if uh, not if Michael Thomas comes back as slant boy. You can't rely on that, though. Bro. No, it's I not, agree. You know how I feel about Michael Thomas. I don't think he loves football. I, I, it's not 2019 anymore, bro. Yeah, he hasn't been that way in three years. And it's not Drew Brees. And it's not Drew Brees. So it's it's definitely like it definitely factors. Like I I, I don't I just don't love the Saints overall right now. Yeah. Get get him a get him another wide receiver. We have a different conversation. Get him a tight end. We have a different. They're just trapped for cap space. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand so how, how they even got improve. Car. Yeah, that's why I don't love it because I don't want, I don't see how they can improve only only through the draft. And the they lost is, their they tenth got, they round got, pick they to the, the first round pick. Yeah. So how do you improve the 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 offense? Unless you're banking on Derek Carr to not make the mistakes like Andy Dalton made, Jameis Winston made, and all them boys, right? I mean, look, bro, you got to think. You can add Derek Carr, and you won eight games last year. Right. You have to improve. Maybe, but you but you lose Kamara, right? Yeah, but you can find a running back. What about Miles Sanders? I yeah, know, the money. The track. money, yeah, the money. I, I They're going to have to draft one. Maybe they grab, you know, Bijan. Well, who was that, that, that their backup last year? Wasn't Ingram? Um, it was Ingram. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Ingram, and then he ran out of bounds like a <laughs> Caesar. Yeah, then he ran out of bounds like an idiot. Oh yeah, against yeah. the Bucks. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you don't love it? I don't. I don't because I don't. I don't love their offense the way it's you know the way it's constructed. You got Taysom Hill as your as your tight end. Yeah, you got me thinking now. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I don't love it, bro. I I you got not a home run. Olave is he's a great player he's a he's a great he had a great rookie year and he's a player you could build around but he you also need somebody else to take off you know it's like a Devontae smith kind of thing yeah if they can get a, a wide receiver one look the fuck out because you're right you could fill in any running back and you can plug and play but when i look at their situation i don't love their skill positions and Derek carr he has to make everybody else around them better and he failed with Devontae adams than darrell waller and them so now this is going to be a big test to him to see if he can rally the troops. Yeah. I don't know if he can. I don't know if I, I don't really say a lot him. about Josh McDaniels. If he comes out and balls out True. facts, it will be facts. a big indictment on, on Josh McDaniels. Yep. Jets apparently are flying to meet with Aaron Rodgers. Um, this is their, they're out of options. If they don't sign Rodgers, maybe I, the only way I could rationalize this with Rodgers, dude, is maybe they're thinking to have them and make Zach Wilson learn from him because when Zach Wilson was doing his pro day and stuff like that, they were comparing him to Aaron Rodgers because of the way he can throw because he's got a cannon. So I don't know. What do you think about it? Do you think Aaron Rodgers goes there, retires? I'm leaning towards he's going to stay in Green Bay. It sounds fucking crazy, bro. It really sounds insane. I know Green Bay may not want him back, but he how he holds a lot of leverage. It's getting 50 million. 50 million. I was just going to say, 50 he holds million. $50 million worth of I don't leverage. think Green Bay wants to end the relationship. I don't think they want to be the bad guy. I do. I think they do want to end it. But that's just me. I let think me, they want to go. Let down. me backtrack real quick. I don't think Green Bay wants to end it knowing they could be the bad guy. They want Aaron Rodgers to be the bad guy. They want him to say, all right, I want out of here. Then they'll then then they're, they'll be relieved. I don't think they want to come out and say that. Personally, I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. I don't think he's going to the Jets. I think, look, you're telling me this guy is going on a darkness retreat 
And then he's going to, he's at, he's 38, 39 years old, tail end of his career. He's going to get up from a place that he'd known for 17 years. And he's going to go to New York, the biggest scrutinized media driven city in, in the NFL. He's going to go there. And you think he's going to end his career there? I don't see that. I, to me, New York and Aaron Rodgers don't, don't mix well. I think he retires or he goes with the Jets. I don't think he goes back to Green Bay. Wow. I think they're ready for Jordan Love. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of loyal. Geno Smith gets three years, $100 million contract, $52 million this year. Good for Geno Smith. Fucking awesome. It's a one-year deal, though. It is. <laughs> Good for Geno it Smith. Is. It's a one-year, maybe two two-year deal maybe they're going to draft like anthony richardson who's a project they can let him learn behind gino for a year or two and then bring him up speak on that anthony richardson the dude from florida everybody's saying that he's not ready he's a project you just saw pete carroll he worked with russell wilson he worked with gino smith gino smith in the league 10 years comes up here throws for four thousand yards 30 touchdowns 11 interceptions he had a hell of a year gets a a three-year deal. Yeah, gets fifty-two million guaranteed oh, yeah. in his first year. Good for Geno Smith. Even if it's two years, you bring in Richardson. There, he's a runner. See what Pete Carroll can do. You have Kenneth Walker. You still have DK. You have Tyler Lockett. Got Will Disley. No, but I'm saying you Will bring him Disley. in there. You let Shout him run behind Geno. Geno's a pro's pro. He didn't bitch and complain. He yeah. learned. He got better behind Russell Wilson. He learned from Pete Carroll. Why can't Pete Carroll and Geno Smith now do that? And like I said, we said this before, keep Geno as a bridge, a three-year deal. He just got it. Geno Smith deserves to be a big, perfect role model for kids. Hell yeah. Never give up. Oh, never. Never give up on Even your dream. Even when things seem dark. Even when things don't seem like they're going your way. You always you you may have an opportunity, so keep grinding no matter what. And one day you'll get that opportunity. And when you get that opportunity and you shine, you're gonna get rewarded for it. And that's exactly what Geno Smith did. That's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. It's inspiring. Three years, 105 million with 52 million guaranteed after being a backup the last like seven years. That is fucking amazing. I that is something I've never seen before. And it's a 30 for 30. It's amazing, bro. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like, I I, I want to know what happened, what transpired from him going from backup to, to $105 million contract. What changed? Pete Carroll. His routine changed. His surroundings changed. Uh you know, study habits change, environment. I, I, I need to know. I honestly, I think it's changed. A, I think it's a compilation of all that. He learned behind Russell Wilson, who was an awesome quarterback. He learned he learned from Pete Carroll. He sat there, he observed. And like we were talking about this before Russell Wilson, and we were talking about the team and stuff like that. The Seahawks have a good fucking team. Right. But learning and watching and growing in that in that space mentally like observing the game yeah i get it you can get better at that and like in terms of calling out the defenses what they're in and stuff like that but skill wise it's a different quarterback well bro. here's the thing when he was in um when he was with the giants he had ben mcadoo ben mcadoo stinks when he was with the jets i think he had todd bowles or whoever he had i think it might have really been todd bowles but yeah, he, rex ryan he had you know rex ryan did he mm -hmm. Or was it Adam Gase? I forget, whoever it was. But I don't think it was Rex Ryan, bro. It was Mark Sanchez. Oh, no, and then they might have drafted Geno Smith, fifth overall. Geno Smith. Yeah, right. So they had that. Rex Ryan's a defensive head coach. He never had a coach that could put him in, in good positions, and Pete Carroll can. And I said this. 
why nobody gave Pete Carroll any credit for offense. They gave it all to Russell Wilson. And you saw this year, Pete Carroll could coach offense a little bit. He catered to Geno Smith's strengths, running the ball, high percentage throws, good things like that. And Geno Smith played well and cashed in. Totally agree. I, I it's it's just it's amazing, bro. I, I personally, if I'm the Seahawks, I don't know if I'm giving Geno Smith 105 million dollars. But I feel like they were they had well, to. most of it's incentive. They had to though. But it was and it was only three years. It didn't bury them, but he earned the, he earned the right to play next the 52 year. Fifty-two million <clears throat> cap hit's gonna bury. We're about to talk about somebody who just got a big deal soon. That is horrible. Josh Jacobs gets franchise tagged. They could have just picked up his fifth year option for eight million. Now they franchise tag him and they have to pay him ten million. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Raiders. Bad organizations do bad shit. It is the Raiders. They are poorly ran. Tony Pollard also gets franchise tagged. Um, he'll make 10 million. So between him and Zeke, 16 million goes to the quarterback. Um, well, I mean, to the running back, excuse me. What do you think happens to Zeke? I think he's either going to have to play on the vet minimum or he's going to be gone. A vet minimum? Yep. You think that's the I cut? Think he's gonna get, I think shit. he's going to get a nice pay cut. I think it's going to be really bad, dude. I mean, that's $14 million. I don't think Isn't I, the vet million like two and a half? I don't think I don't think he's or one point three. I don't think Zeke's coming back to the Dallas. Interesting. Unless unless it takes a massive pay cut, and I don't think it from we could bring in. I'll take the Zeke on the Eagles for a third down back. Sure, you would, but Absolutely. I don't know if that's what if that's what he sees himself as as a role. Yeah, you don't know that. You know what I mean? He could see himself as being RB one. I don't think so because he did say he was willing to take a pay cut because he doesn't want to leave Dallas. So I think he knows. I heard that was cap. Times his dad said it was cap. That could be cap. Yeah, hell yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Why would you say that? Maybe Why he really wants you? to be in, in Dallas. But you're already giving up the bag. Yeah, I don't know. You don't do that. Yeah, I'm curious to see That's how that plays out, too. Yeah. All right, Lamar Jackson gets the non-exclusive franchise tag placed on him. That means other teams can offer him uh, contracts. Apparently, the Panthers, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Dolphins, and one other team is out on it. I don't understand that. You said that you see cap in there and the Falcons. I don't see why some of those teams wouldn't, especially if you're the commanders. So let me ask you a question. You're telling me all these teams came out today as soon as he got the tag that they're out on them. That's that is bullshit. I wonder if it's kind of like they're banding together with the owner. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I think they're all in it. I think they're definitely going to explore the option. Look, the non-exclusive franchise tag is honestly... I think it's a great situation for Lamar. Yeah. I really do. See your market. Yeah, you see your market. It allows what other teams are willing to pay. And if the Ravens feel like they can match because they can match the offer sheet. And if they, they don't, match. they get two first-round picks. Correct. So, for me, it's a win-win on both parties. You, In order to see your worth, you have to sell it. You have to sell yourself to see to see your worth. So now he's about to go sell himself and he's going to see what he's actually worth to other teams. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's supply and demand, bro. It, it's literally like, that's, that's, that's how it works. That's business, bro. Well, I mean, if you're a team and you're a quarterback needy and you could give, and you could um, give an offer sheet and lose two first round picks, why wouldn't you give up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson? Right. But it also allows him to actually say, okay, what am I worth? My guarantees, my years, everything. What am I worth? Now I'm going to take this. I'm going to give this information to the Ravens. It's either they pay me or they don't. Yeah. Now they're going to see, okay, what am I worth to the Ravens? Am I worth the 175 or $200 million guaranteed that I think I am, but they don't think I, I am? 
you know what it is? You'll know more about the Ravens, more than you will about Lamar in the end. It's like when you give your two-week notice at work and your boss offers you more money to stay. Right. <clears throat> That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. You so it, to me, it's a win-win. Yeah. He's not he's not losing. Yeah. The only time he doesn't lose is if he doesn't play under the, under the tag. Yeah. But he's going to. They're going to figure out something because there is going to be a team out there that's willing to go to the heights to get Lamar. I Jackson. don't understand how the Falcons don't. So you're saying the Commanders? The Commanders, the I think, Falcons. would be excellent. Excellent. You're right. Good so, defense, good offense, scary. He'll have the best group of wide receivers he's ever been with, the best running back he's ever played with. The Commanders would be awesome. And now you got Eric Bieniemy. So let me run it back. So what about the Jets? It would be good, but it would be tough. It's a hard division. But Lamar Jackson's up there, I think. And if you put him on the Jets, they're better than Buffalo going in the next year. Ooh. Ooh, really? Yes. Buffalo's going to lose a lot of pieces. A lot of pieces. Wow. Interesting. Never heard that. You heard it from me first. I like that. I'm him. Anyway, so, all right, we're going back. Commanders. Amazing. Second best team in the division. Panthers. Would be good. Great. Yeah, would be great. Falcons. That's his best spot. They would be so fucking they good. They would. Bro. They would. And I know why. If I know Lamar why. If Jackson went to the Atlanta Falcons, they would overthrow the Saints to be in the favorite. Absolutely. Not even, and not even close. Not even close. He has they Kyle. would be loaded, bro. They got Kyle Pitts. They got Drake London. They got the kid Tyler Algier. Who's Drake London. Him. A beast. They got Cordell Patterson. They got speed, bro. They would be a major problem. So I think Lamar's best bet is Atlanta. Who else is who, who else? You know what? There? I want to say this real fast. So Atlanta said that they're out on Lamar Jackson, correct? Yeah, which is bullshit. So let me get this straight. They were in on Deshaun Watson and out on Lamar Jackson. Seems like a good choice. Speak on it. I just I don't understand how that organization goes all in for Deshaun Watson last year, a guy who was accused of raping a massage therapist and holding his feet and begging to be fingered, as I've mentioned on several occasions, and Lamar Jackson, who has a squeaky clean uh, resume, helps out kids, helps out families, never in any trouble with the law, never in headlines for bullshit except for the contract dispute, and now you're not in on that quarterback. Lamar Jackson's better than Deshaun Watson. It's a lie, bro. There's no <laughs> way they're out. There's no way. You're telling me five teams have came out today as soon as the tag was placed on them. They're not interested in Lamar Jackson. That is fucking bullshit. I don't care what anybody says. It's it's a tactic they're trying to play. What they're telling you is we have no interest. So now that you place a tag on them, you're locked by yourself to get the deal done. Yep. If you can't if you can't get the deal done, his value kind of decreases into the other team's favor. It's it's that's just what it is, bro. Yeah. They're playing it smart. I feel bad for him. I do to too. be honest, because this is really really fucked up. Because he deserves his money. He I, earned every I dollar. I totally agree. But again, the Ravens are not obligated to pay him that kind of money. Yeah, somebody could pay them, you know, could pay him that money. But nobody's obligated to pay him that money. Is he worth it? That remains to be seen. Well, look. If you're going by the landscape of quarterbacks, yes. Yes. Because if Geno Smith can get three years, 105, Lamar Jackson should get his money too, right? Like there's got to be a team that's willing to pay that. However, the problem is the Ravens don't see him as a $200 million quarterback. So what they're doing is they're saying, okay, go test the market, right? Now you're telling me none of these teams are interested in me. 
So now I'm going back to the Ravens and now I'm, now I'm fist fighting. Right. And a deal still can't get done. A team says, you know what? We could use Lamar Jackson. We have, we have a change of thought. Hey, Lamar, we'll pay you since Baltimore is willing to pay you 150 million guaranteed. We'll give you 180 million guaranteed, $240 million contract, four years. See ya. Right? He deserves that. Correct. Right? So the team is going to say, fuck it. Yes, I'll take it. But they got a bargain. They got a bargain, bro. They're getting yeah. what they're doing is they're not they're not they're not paying the max because they don't have to. There's no other teams that, that are, are trying to acquire his services, which would drive up the price. When you have other teams battling, the price goes up. Yeah. You're bidding. Yeah. The bid. So when, when you don't have anybody, you're only mm -hmm. left. Your option is your only option. Until we get uh, a, a text from three in the morning. Lamar, Lamar Jackson signs with whoever. I'm telling commanders. you. Commanders. Do not sleep on the Falcons. And I actually think you shouldn't sleep on the Commanders. Commanders too. With that'd Eric be, a, be a now. Fit. I mean, is there any other teams that, that that need a quarterback that that would be that would be great for him? I mean, it's weird that the Jets would be interested in Aaron Rodgers, but not interested in Lamar Jackson. Can somebody? Lamar Jackson would be amazing in New York. Well, I, I I don't understand that logic either. I mean, you're you're willing to you're willing to pay uh, Aaron Rodgers fifty million dollars, but you're not willing to pay Lamar. Jackson. And Lamar Jackson fits the timeline of your players. Aaron Rodgers is forty years old. That's what he's going to turn forty, I think, in December. Right. He's so. more he's more personable. Yeah. Well, not even that. Just from a, a standpoint of age. Yeah. The team's young. Right. So, all right, guys, last topic before we get out of here. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. <laughs> 82 million over his first two years, yep. $94 million in guarantees. Yep. One thing that guarantees is that we don't have to worry about the Giants for the next four years because they will not be making the Super Bowl. And I would be shocked if they made the playoffs next year. Me too. Me too. I hate this for the Giants. Daniel Jones... Just got paid $160 million because he didn't throw as many interceptions and didn't fumble the ball as much as he did last year. Well, no, he got paid $160 million because he won a playoff game. No. That's exactly why. Nick, over his last three seasons, he has played in more games than touchdown passes he's thrown. No, and I get that. But he got paid because he 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 won a playoff game. Anybody can. Right, I know, but that's the reason why I got paid, whether I agree with but it or not. But you can be smart. You should. Fr I'd rather overpay for Saquon. Smart? I don't. I mean, the deal is anything but smart. It's horrible. Four years, one hundred and sixty million. What is telling me it's a two-year deal with 80, 80 million guaranteed in the first two? Two-year deal. I doubt it, dude. I don't Maybe think three, so. three-year deal. Yeah, three seems more likely. One hundred and sixty million dollars. I mean, once you get once you're in year three, you're gonna be owing him forty something million. Is he gonna be worth forty something million in year three, and the contract? He's not. No, no, hell no. So that's what I'm saying. So like to me, it doesn't make any sense. But what I'm saying is, Daniel Jones gets four years, one hundred sixty million dollars. Lamar Jackson can't even get a lick. Daniel Jones, <laughs> Geno Smith, Derek Carr are all getting contracts, and Lamar Jackson's here begging. Something screwed up. I gotta be honest with you though. I think the Giants kind of fucked the Eagles a little bit. They fucked the Eagles by signing Daniel Jones? Yeah. Okay. Here's why. I can't wait to hear this. Here's why. Go ahead. If Daniel Jones is worth $160 million in four years, what is Jalen Hurts worth? I don't even think it matters. It does matter. I don't. It, it will matter, Mike. No. Yes, it does matter. It, it's going to matter. I don't think so, because I don't think Jalen Hurts is, has that type of character. <laughs> Bullshit. I don't. Did anybody think that Lamar Jackson had that kind of character either? Naked. It's different. Why is it different? Because he's being offered 130. Okay. 
the Eagles aren't going to lowball Jalen Hurts because they respect him. That's right. But what I'm saying is they're going to have to still fork up and oh, any it up. Of course, of course, of course. Like but he's getting Jalen Hurts is getting at least a $220 million contract. It's 100%. not even fucking and, close. But my point is, is that he earned it. But like, but Daniel Jones, bro, everyone knows the Giants are stupid. Okay. So if that's the case, I think the Giants completely screwed the Eagles. Absolutely, bro. That price of Jalen Hurts is going to go way up because if you're going to put him in the likes of Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and them boys, they got 260 million. Who? Who? Jalen Hurts deserves to get paid more. Oh, than absolutely. Murray. So does Lamar Jackson. Right. But, uh, right. But the price goes up. Yes. Because if Daniel Jones is making $40 million with one playoff game and Jalen Hurts was in the MVP conversation, made the Super Bowl, arguably could have been the Super Bowl MVP, and arguably had probably the best player in the Super Bowl in terms of statistics in that game, then yes, the man deserves to get at least $300 million, bro. I got news for you. I think it affects Lamar more than Jalen Hurts. Explain. Lamar Jackson can't get paid right now. Now he's looking at Daniel Jones getting $94 million in guarantees, and he only got offered $40 million more? That helps him. That It doesn't help the Ravens. It helps it, – no, it – it puts more pressure on the Ravens because if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking and going, I'm only worth $40 million more. I'd be cracking the fuck up on the phone. If I was, if I was on the phone with them. Yeah. Like, you for real. I know that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, it is embarrassing. The giants are just a disaster. I have a question for you. Just to wrap this up. This is the last question of the night. Out of all the quarterbacks, Derek Carr to the saints jets with Aaron Rodgers potentially Geno Smith back to the Seahawks and Daniel Jones uh, contract. Which which contract is the worst? Which which one are the which team is going to regret the contract the most? The Giants, and it's not even close. It's not even close. I'll go with you, the Giants too. Yeah, it's not. It's literally who's the second? Who's the second favorite between Gino and Derek Carr? Derek Carr, because the, the because the Saints have a lot of issues, and they just paid out more money, and I don't even know where they got it from. The Saints have a lot of issues. Okay. And an aging roster. Okay. Cool. So. Nice. All right, guys. Thank you. That concludes episode 147. I'm going to pass it off to Theories, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next week at PNI, baby.